Hi. Hi. Hi, faggot. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's really nice to see you. It's nice to see you too, face to face. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, it's nice to be back beyond the wall. Yeah. Beyond the phone. Yeah. As they say. Do they say that? Nobody says that. Okay. Um, welcome also <laughs> listeners to Do You Queer? What I Queer. And that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we are Dickwick. And today we're joined by a very special guest. Lene Gabriel. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is great. I'm so <laughs> Good. excited. So Lene just got off the bus from Montreal. I sure did. So like she's like feeling her life. Yep. I'm tired. I smell like bus. So <laughs> bringing that great bus energy to the recording. Yep. Bus energy. Thank you, Megabus. I should get sponsored. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I really should. This is an ad for Megabus. Yeah. So. $1. Wait, is it? No. Sometimes. I have yet to find the $1 deals. I found a $10 deal once, like, five years ago, and was like, oh my god, yay. And I've never been able to find one since. The elusive Megabus deals. Yeah. Elusive $1. Listeners, if you find it, let us know. Send us let a us screenshot. Know. Give us some proof. <laughs> yeah. Buy do us they, a ticket. Do they this, still exist? This has been Bus Discourse Corner. So. <laughs> bus Discourse Corner. That's hard to say. Okay. Um, as usual, please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, probably. Not Probably really. we're so. What are we bad. doing on Twitter? Someone just take over. Someone our help us on Twitter. <laughs> help. Um, <laughs> Instagram, we're better at. We're better at. Well, because Jesse does it. Yes. And Jesse, um, you can always email us with your questions, concerns, or personal stories or insults. Whatever you want. At do you queer what I queer at gmail dot com. That's no punctuation. No Except punctuation. For the dot. In, com- in dot com. <laughs> this has been Grammar Corner. Um, also, Patreon exists. We're oh yeah, Patreon. Figuring it out. Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> we're all just figuring it out one we day are at a time. Really trying to figure it out. Is this episode twenty two or is this episode one? Poof. We're not positive. Uh, I would like to know what your color is this week. My color? Well, actually, my color has just changed rapidly. Just now. It's kind of in a a cloudy space, but now I'm feeling a little bit more like razzmatazz. So, is that a color? Is that a no, color? it's not. It's a feeling. So I'm going to translate it now to a okay. color. So it's probably like a like a bright raspberry. Beautiful. Yeah. Why? Like a raz- um, I don't know. I just... Um, I don't know. I'm happy to be home. You know what? I've been traveling for the last few weeks. And it's been fun. It's been hard. It's been exhausting. And here we are back at home trying to get shit done again. Gorgeous. I... We need to keep Color Corner um, on pause for one second. I have just a little surprise for you. So, what? Normally, normally we I have, hate surprises. Our mascot is a uh, cat, an inanimate cat Love named cats. Pamela. Pamela. She's ceramic. She's horrifying, but gorgeous. She's really scary, but we love okay. her. She's yeah. our edifice? Is She's that our, a word? Yeah. Okay. Um, our icon. She's our cult leader, some might say. Uh, she couldn't be here today, so I just wanted to... Bring her <gasps> in the spirit. Thank you for... So, listeners, you'll notice that Elliot has printed off a picture of Pamela in a very Annette Benning-style wig. I'm glad you noticed. Yeah. That is what she was channeling. And I'm living for her American beautiness. It's because I just got back from America, isn't it? Right. I, really, just, I, really I love want, you and I love Pamela. I want this photo on a t-shirt. Oh, you can keep it after <laughs> if you'd like. Oh my God, I will. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay, Thank well. Thank you. I did think. I was like, oh, is Elliot? Oh, we also didn't explain that for the first time ever work, we're recording at, at my place instead of Elliot's. So. It's so nice. I love like, the vibe. I love the vibe. My neighbors are playing really weird music. Yeah. And we're all, we're vibing to it. Yeah. yeah. We're grooving out. Um. <laughs> we're jamming. <laughs> Lene, I want to know your color. Um, well, I don't know. Earlier this week, I guess I was more of a, like, blue-gray. Okay. I was having one of those weeks where, like, I had a lot to do, but I didn't really want to do anything. And I'm, I've been taking these French as a second language classes, and it oh, was exam oui, week. Oui, oui, mon petit chouchou. Oui, oui, je, j'apprends le français, mais... Uh, <laughs> Pas rapidement. (laughs) Il fait du soleil. Yeah, il fait du... Je je mange le pupitre. Sure. Okay. (laughs) 
that I ate the desk. Anyway, nice. go on. <laughs> Did you? Um, I passed my class, which is great. <gasps> Congratulations. Um, I can move on to level four. Level Ooh. four. Hooray. Um, the best of all levels. The best of all levels. Uh, my class was pretty interesting in the fact that it was... There was a lot of content that we needed to learn, but like our teacher wasn't the most engaging always a good quality in a teacher yeah i mean she was really lovely but there are a couple of classes where like she would clearly finish all of her material and be like oh shit there's 40 minutes left and be like yeah there's 40 minutes left what you gonna do <laughs> teach me french please yeah so we did a lot of like forced group participation things that got really tiring towards the end because you know if you're teenagers i guess you can motivate teenagers to do whatever you tell them to do but a room full of adults you can only do so many role-playing exercises with people who don't fully speak the language you're trying to teach them right so, you'd be surprised <laughs> tom's over here eating a desk in french <laughs> <laughs> role play i'm good at role playing with people of other languages clearly but yeah i guess now i'm I don't know. I went, I've gone from blue gray to maybe like a green. All right. I'm feeling green. pretty good. I'm still kind of tired, but I'm. I've Is that done a, a mega bus green? Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of a mega bus green. You know, like you're on the bus for seven hours and you can't really poop right afterwards. Mm -hmm. You feel a little bit. Bleh. It's like that theater belly when it's all rumbly and like. Yeah. 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 But um. Yeah, I guess. I've never really had to think about my mood in terms of color. I should do this on a more regular basis yeah. so I it's, get better answers. I'm I guess. surprised because you went to UHS, but. Yeah, but I went to the band department, not drama, thank you. We weren't allowed to have feelings. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Lene and I did go to high school together, full disclaimer, um, yep. at UHS in Markham, Ontario. Woo! And. Uh, the name was band geek who was not allowed to emote. No, no emotions and in the band. Department. All I ever did was emote all day long. Right. Sometimes I would skip class because I emoted too hard. <laughs> I'm not lying. No, I know you've never changed. I'm not surprised. So. How dare you? <laughs> A lot of emoting coming off from this corner. Yeah, that was an interesting time having like band and drama share a, hall a hallway i know in our high school it's i know like in retrospect it didn't seem like the best of ideas i mean we had a lot of conflicting ideals yeah <laughs> i'd watch that sitcom regardless <laughs> and then we got together when well Lene and i worked on a few of our our hardcore musicals yeah showtime together. yeah Yay. hardcore in what sense like they were like full fl like gigantic productions yeah it was a it was a whole course and you could yeah, either be in like the acting. I got two credits for it. You only got two credits for it. <gasps> you got three? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, two is a lot. Three is absurd. <laughs> yeah, that was a three-credit course that I that I can remember. Although I feel like you had a lot more um, uh, responsibilities than I had. I just well, went on stage and and. That's a lot of responsibility, though. Yeah. But Plus, in the show that we did together, so I think I think we did a show together in my last year, and whatever year we did, my favorite year. Yeah. You had like a huge role in that. Yeah. Yeah, that and was I fun. was like a student conductor, which like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's responsibility. I think that was my first time I ever had to sing on stage, so wow. I probably made your life hell. Now that no, I think actually, it. you did a great job. Oh, <laughs> I'm such a good teacher. That was a fun show to do too. It was really fun. It was really, it was super random too. We so ended up weird. doing random shows, I guess, because of what our school could afford the rights to. Yes, I like that. <laughs> like singing in. But the, they like, ended up being rain. massive productions anyway. Yeah, because we would we would learn all the music as students, and all the students would act, and then students would also build the set and yeah. run the show. That was the another theater. course. Like, cool. It was like whole community fucking thing. Like yeah, but like. Like, it took up a lot of your life for half of the school so year. So much. But and do you feel prepared? Like, did it set you up? Yeah. That's the real question. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Knew, how to, we knew how to run shit. Good. Or at least we thought we did. Yeah. <laughs> I knew how to <laughs> tape a mic down. to my forehead, walk out on stage, and pretend to sing. Yeah, right? Nothing burnt down. No. Although there was a scare one year. Um, the year that we did Into the Woods. I'm not sure if you were fair for that for my time but the the witch's broom shot fire and <laughs> yeah 
there is something caught fire. It was put out. It was fine. But that is <laughs> wild. I really, I really like that. It's like the excitement of live theater. Yeah, it was the excitement of live theater. Man, I, I did. Never s- know who will catch fire next? You never know. Or like, I did one community theater production. We did chess one year, and it was an interesting time. I'm confused. You did the game of chess. Yeah, they sat the, on stage and played chess. What, the what musical are you chess. Chess is a musical. Didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> they're remounting it now in New York with like a really good cast. So I just saw, but cool. Yeah, when I did it in community theater, it was not great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, our dress rehearsal is—I'll never forget. Halfway through the dress rehearsal, someone pulled a fire alarm in UHS, Aww. and because the fire alarm in UHS and Markham theaters were linked, when one goes off, the other one goes off. 10 minutes later no. so we're in the middle of a dress and the fire alarm goes off so we all have to like get our stuff and go outside what? and it's raining and it's like this is not a good preview of things to come for this show it's a confusing safety feature a 10 minute like latency period to burn yeah, like i'm very good. confused yeah i don't know in retrospect maybe not the greatest <laughs> hey you're i'm here. not a planner you're <laughs> um that's a lot of backstory for the color, yes. I love it's it. The most elaborate and best that we've gotten. So, so what the hell's you. your backstory, baby? My color is like a shiny. Did I say backstory? Yes. Oh, I. It's the same question. Sorry. Okay. Backstory to my color. <laughs> I'm a shiny metal gray. I would say because okay. like very busy week. Um, lots of stuff coming up. Um, busy weekend, but the shiny part is because I'm like ready and I'm excited you know I'm nice. hardened for it are you hardened for it I'm very hard <laughs> for the weekend and the week so I mean coming at that you that sounds like you every other day some metal yes yeah. exactly so that's my color very nice very hashtag metallic hashtag mm, magneto <laughs> <laughs> hashtag marvel don't sue us oh. <laughs> And you just saw, have you seen Black Panther? No, I haven't. Holy I'm a black I'm a bad black person. So I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> so good. I know so it is. Good. I know it is. All of Twitter has been telling oh me how great God. it is. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I will. <laughs> the hype will just get better. It'll just make it better so when you finally see it. It's... Exactly. I'm not even worried to overhype this movie because it's so it's, that's good. Impossible. It's yeah. that good. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Anyway. And you're right. Everyone is so beautiful. So hot. Like, I can't even. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's A rude. Wrinkle in Time comes out this week. <laughs> and I need to see that, too. Such childhood memories. I know. And it looks so good. What a terrible cast, though, am I right? <sighs> So Ugh, terrible. The worst. <laughs> and Oprah, such a no one likes horrible. Oprah. <laughs> no one likes Oprah. <laughs> Who's Oprah? <laughs> Confused. I've heard of this like up and coming new artist named Oprah. Have you heard of him? <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, Some other actress that everyone hates, Mindy Cowling or something. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. Yeah, course. that was a very dry delivery. Oh, sorry. Day. I should drink more. Some mystique. I think you should. Uh, Get some pep in your step. Pep in my step. Poop in my stoop. Some. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. Do you have any um, corrections corners? Uh, yes. Oh. Um, so in the Texas episode, I asked about the carrying license for guns, mm-hmm. and it is a concealed carry. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, okay, sure, right? So wait, I, I'm sorry, I'm very stupid, even though I was just in Texas four days ago. Conceal and carry means you can carry a gun as long as it's concealed? Well, it it just means like it's the highest level of gun carrying in the sense that you don't need to show people that you have it. Do you know what I mean? Wait, in other places you need to show it people you to, have a gun? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't, like, conceal it. Like, it needs yeah. to be visible. On your person. Ugh, I'm just not here yeah. for any of this. Like, fuck off. No, fuck absolutely. your guns. Fuck your guns. Go fuck sit your... on it and pull the trigger. Fuck your fucking gun laws yet again. Any anecdote corners? Any fun things happened to anyone this week? I have one. So okay. last time we spoke, I was on my way to a friend's birthday party, and it was beach funeral theme. Beach funeral. It's very suiting for the person whose party okay. it was. Yeah. And it gives you a little light into who Elliot is as a it person. Truly, also. It gets better. It gets more light. Um, we, so my partner and I dressed up for this party and he dressed in full like widow um, at a funeral realness with like fishnets and like six inch black solo heels. There was a veil going on. We Whoa. went to Dollarama, like cut up like a, a laundry basket to make a veil it was wild and then i went as like their twinkie lover who died at the beach 
and and my partner was at my own funeral but I was a ghost and I was following them around all night and they had a photo of me like a funeral photo of me in their hand this is some commitment it was very elaborate yeah. um, and That's... I had a dicky on which I only found out last week what that was but yeah. it's like it's like a turtleneck yeah like a fake turtleneck yeah, yeah. dicky yeah yeah well I, you've I mean, obviously never played in a period piece before <laughs> Listen, okay? I'm Look. sorry. Look. I can't apologize enough. My past is what it is. Clearly. I had a dicky. There were some short shorts. Uh, we won the costume contest, and it was pretty... Uh, oh, you won? Yeah, we won. Congrats. You better have won for all that effort. Jeez. People were just wearing shorts, like beach shorts. And I was like, oh, we, they, we yeah. overdid this. They so. got beach and just, like, finished <laughs> you were there. Lindsay, <laughs> you were Lindsay Lohan at the Halloween party? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Unconscious in the bathroom. I, that's not even funny. I'm so sorry. Lindsay Lohan, I love you dearly. <laughs> do I? Uh, yeah, that was a fun anecdote. Anyway. What about you any, guys? Do you have, uh, oh. I was just going to say that you're going to get the angriest of mail from Lindsay Lohan's dance. <laughs> I hope so. Lindsay Lohan, I'm so sorry. I'm on your side, not Elliot's, by the way. The day I make well, it in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I really want to. In- I want to interrupt really fast. I just said guys, but I want to. What is your preferred pronoun? She, they, she, they. Awesome. Yeah, I'm also cool with the collective guys. Yeah, that's a tricky. one. I always say guys, is, and so I. I never know. Like I always catch myself, but I've transitioned not, to folks. I like folks. Folks works. Yeah, folks just sound so like folksy. Like. Oh, you listeners can't see what I'm doing. Like uppity, like sort <laughs> Tom of. Tom was like rubbing the bridge of his nose. Yeah, not the bridge. Like snooty. Yeah. Like hello, folks. I right. don't know why sno- snooty people have or that British? terrible accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it is what it is. It's getting everybody mad at you this episode. <laughs> Let's try. Honestly, I'm really Lindsay down for Lohan that. fans. British, the British, British fans. <laughs> Flan lovers. All desserts. We hate <laughs> flan. This is an anti-flan zone. I actually kind of do hate flan, but that's I fine. I hate flan, too. It looks... Is that un- anti-Puerto Rican of me? Is flan Puerto Rican? I wouldn't... I don't know. I don't know if it's Puerto Rican per <laughs> se, but I feel like people from tropical climates love flan or right. flan, however yeah, you I've want to flan. say it. Really? What is it, is my question. Isn't it like a gelatin cake? Kind of, yeah. Like yeah. custard cake. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not a fan. Not this a fan has either. been Flan Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've never tried the dessert, and I will comment on it. That's all I'm fair, saying. Fair. I'm not above that. Listen, look. Do we have any other desserts we feel strongly about? I hate carrot cake. Why? <gasps> get vegetables out of dessert. It's you inappropriate. Get out of your own it's house. It's inappropriate. Now. You're inappropriate. I'm tired of it. I won't stand for carrot cake anymore. I'm tired. of I you. like the icing. What about black forest cherry cake? Black cherry That's forest. delicious. Cherries belong in desserts. I suppose forests do as well. Also, I just compared a fruit to a vegetable, which is yeah. not the same thing. Not no. the same thing. Carrot no. cakes, no. Bye. You're done. Okay. You're canceled. That's fair. Yeah. Lene, any desserts that you feel strongly about? Um, I, I like most desserts. I'm not a fan of creme brulee or <gasps> most custards because I don't really like eggs. Oh, That's fair. Yeah, fair. So, yeah. Totally fair. Custard does give you that, like sicky feeling when you have too much of it and you're like really uncomfortable after right when you eat custard you like feel the custard in your stomach absolutely i don't like that it's like custard stomach yeah it's gross it's like kind of like megabus stomach is similar to custard stomach yeah i imagine so (laughs) oh shit this has been weird dessert reaction (laughs) corner Oh my god. Um, do you have like a news item of the week to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Before that, I just have a I wanna open up a conversation topic to okay. you guys. That um I was in class when we were chatting about the notion of the burden of like perpetual originality that mm-hmm. often falls upon queer communities. And I had a thought that I never really had before. Well, in fact it was implanted in my head by my prof. But the fact that as a queer person, um, we are often expected to be perpetually original and to be on the cutting edge. And I think that's something, Tom, that you and I perhaps push too hard. And I don't want any of our listeners who are queer to ever feel guilty for not being like a rah-rah, like an outspoken. If you just want to live a normal life and be queer, that's totally fucking fine. Like, that's your prerogative. Yeah. And that's tiring as shit. And I'm tired as shit, you know? And that's not something that I think we should be pushing. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, 
I imagine that it is intimidating to, especially in the age we live in with so much access to information and it seems, especially from the standpoint of a creative person, that if you're not constantly creating stuff and constantly reinventing the wheel, that you're failing. Right. And I feel like that contributes to a lot of general uh, sadness among the queer arts community. Mm -hmm. And like that, as well as like not everyone is cut out to be an activist either. It's it's like everyone has their opinions on whatever issues, topics, but it's a lot of work, thankless work, too, to constantly get up on a soapbox and and preach towards causes and put yourself out there and not everyone is cut out to do that not everyone has the constitution to do that nor should be expected to yeah that's totally okay right yeah it's totally okay people can contribute to causes in their own ways Mm -hmm. and contribute to arts communities in their own ways contribute to the world in your own way yeah basically that's really nice that's a nice sentiment i forget that a lot of the time mm-hmm. i feel like i have a certain sort of bold standard that i live up to and I expect everyone around me to live up to but that's exhausting we're all tired yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all just trying to like pay our fucking bills yeah. and eat mm-hmm. <laughs> find somewhere to sleep i'm like i can't like i think that i'm this like you know loudmouth activist but at the end of the day like I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm scared of confrontation. And when it happens, like, I don't know how to handle it. And I have a ton of anxiety. And, and that's okay, I just too. Need to, I need to learn to choose my battles. I'm sure we all yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. You can't always get in people's faces. Sometimes you need to. And it is scary. But, again, pick your battles. Because, yeah. yeah, it's scary <clears throat> out here trying to defend yourself and defend others Mm -hmm. especially in a place like toronto where you're never quite sure whether people around you are going to come to bat for you you never know sometimes people just kind of look it's a really good point they just kind of watch which is always shocking but it shouldn't be shocking it's yeah you know yeah well thanks for weighing in on that that was just a little problem i just like had this thought like oh my god i hope our listeners never feel made inadequate or do you know what i mean like I mean, we're relatively aggressive. We're pretty aggressive. We are. I take that back right now. <laughs> Start throttling me. <laughs> Sounds fun. Um, I do have a, a little brief news article of the week. Okay. Um, so pink news. I don't know if you guys saw this, but covered Gus Kenworthy, who is the Olympic skier, the American Olympic skier. Okay. There's love, a- like so lovely guy. Yes. Seems like a lovely person. And he has just kind of started sharing the homophobic hate crime that he's been facing. Um, We've never given disclaimers before. I'm not about to start now, but like this fucking sucks. So, I mean, that's your disclaimer. So just a few of these that I'll read out. They're really, it's really dark. Should I not? You're grimacing. Oh, no, no, no. Do it. Like fucking do it. It's dark as shit, but do it. So just a few of them Um, from... Okay, maybe I shouldn't say names. So it says, gross faggot, fuck you, go die of AIDS, Sodom and Gomorrah will return, sick, nasty pedo fag. Um, there's a bunch. I'll just maybe... Wait, Lene wants to weigh in here. I'm, I'm really shocked that in the year of our Lord, 2018, people cannot come up with other insults than that. Like, that's it. That's all people have. Seriously? Those words. That's <laughs> it. And then the rest of them are just going to be that same recycled crap funny you said that because check this one out. bigots are not original no well that's why they're bigots faggot <laughs> ellipses america doesn't appreciate your attitude or your visual molestation of our children ellipses they deserve wow. a chance at normalcy i grew up with the olympics playing on tv but my kids cannot because of your out displays of mental sexual deformity totally not fair like did trump write that a 45 sorry just so many other ones um, you're a faggot, spelt wrong. You're obviously you're not American. You pos un-American queer America's nightmare. Okay. Someone get a rhyming dictionary yeah. or something. The repetition's disgusting. Yeah. Just, Wait, just I don't. I don't need to hear more. We're done. I apologize if that drained. No, that's okay. I just. I... It's just like it's so easy to think that these these 
people are making queer visibility strides and yeah. it's all great and it's obviously not all great i like feel like i'm i'm i am happy and i prodded you to say that but like i feel two thoughts about it like i don't want to perpetuate like i don't want these people's voices mm-hmm. i don't want that i don't mm-hmm. want to hear it totally. i guess it's necessary because we need to know what we're fighting against but like that those platforms fuck 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 you I don't, yeah i don't want to i don't want to hear that what's your second thought my second thought is tell me immediately like right. tell everyone right, right. Like, i also wanted to that's use just that. me being a gemini but <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to use that also as a launching point because we use the word queer in a manner of reappropriation and i think that this is where that borders on problematic for a lot of people because these words are still very charged and very hateful and still in use but to me it kind of reifies why i'm doing it you know because that we need to take the sting out of it yeah that's that's nice that's a good point like if someone were to launch that at me i i am a faggot myself you can't say that word but when i hear it like i'm proud of i'm proud of my faggotry you know and that can't hurt me so but i know there's varying opinions and like let us know yours yeah i also read another tweet uh, i don't know this word for word but something about because he is very clever this Mm -hmm. gus kenworthy Mm -hmm. um he's very smart and i appreciate that what the fight that he's doing it's very important and it must be very hard yeah um somebody somebody tweeted at him um if men marry men and women marry women who will have the children and so he tweeted back hopefully not you (laughs) 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 anyway that's my yeah but do you have a weekly news tidbit um i do uh so tomorrow is oscar night i realize i'm a big movie nerd and not everyone shares that with me that's fine (laughs) (laughs) you can only be who you are (laughs) thank you i appreciate that um, but there is a movie that sort of went unnoticed, and I wanted to sort of shed light on that. Actually, Elliot, I first heard about it from you, um, Beats Per Minute. Mm-hmm. So they have the César Awards in France. Okay. Um, and so Beats Per Minute has um, taken the best film at France's equivalent of the Oscars at the César Awards. Nice. Wow. Um, so this, the movie is about... Um, story of HIV AIDS activists working through ACT UP in the 1990s. Uh, parent, I, I haven't seen it, so this is a bit um, ignorant of me to talk about a little bit. But go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's the flavor of our podcast. Um, but anyway, this article says it deserves every acc- accolade imaginable. So can we can we make a can we make a, a pact to watch it? Yes, like, sure. Just watch it. Yes. Um, so BPM. Actually, it swept the awards in Paris, and it won for editing, screenplay, supporting actor score, and even more. Um, it previously won the Grand Prix at the 2017 Cannes Film Festival. Um, so it's a little bit weird that the Academy Awards sort of didn't even pick up on it. Right. Um, obviously, it's not weird at all. We know why. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I just wanted to shine a light on that. Nice. Um, yay Oscars I'm a big fan but the Oscars are fucking stupid and they're problematic and yeah. yes I'm buying into that so yeah how do you continue to support it if you know it's problematic and stupid yeah why it's, why yeah no. <laughs> uh, and I like people know. who vote on the movies don't even watch them all is that true yeah oh. that's the big scandal going on now because Get Out's not being considered for any Oscars and people are refusing to watch it because it's a it's not an Oscar movie, quote unquote. I'm sorry, but get out. Oh, you mean because it was nominated, but it's not being actually considered. No, it's uh, yeah, and people are people on the reviewing committee have refused to watch it. But it's nominated for best picture. You have to watch it. No, you don't. Oh my god! Like apparently, it's not. Someone on the internet, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've been seeing, you don't necessarily have to watch all the movies that you end up voting for. Bullshit. That is so. What is the point? (laughs) It just—it's seriously basically like a popularity contest for people and their high-powered friends. And also, your job is to watch movies. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, (laughs) I guess my answer to you is that I have a really competitive group of friends, and so we like bet and argue on it. 
I've just witnessed like a horse race. Yeah, I've right. witnessed one Oscar night. Yeah. There was screaming. I'm pretty sure somebody <laughs> cried. It oh, was uh, for sure. Someone always ends up crying. Yeah, it was hot in that room all yeah. night, but the window was open. It was like quite a yeah, like yeah, an yeah. evening. Oh, there will be tears tomorrow night yeah. for sure. I don't know. Wow. But I'll be um, in bed. I'll have a tea. <laughs> Maybe have a bath. <laughs> Very relaxing. Anyway, that's that. You're right. They're stupid. I shouldn't. It's a guilty pleasure, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's always there are always people who are upset because whatever film that they felt should win didn't win, and whatever actor or actress, and there's always someone problematic giving out awards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or receiving them, and like I don't know. Just sit back on Twitter and like watch it roll in. <laughs> that's used. That's usually how I watch all award shows now. I just wait until enough material is built up and then follow it on Twitter because that's more entertaining. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, way better taste. You're right, Lene. Like, you're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could do you. You can watch the Oscars all you want. And well, it's, they will. It's a great cultural event every year that I um, always forget is happening. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, like, I ho- I'm always hopeful and I'm usually let down, but, like, because of the political climate, I'm always expecting, you know speeches that are inspiring and like, yeah i'm a i'm a sentimentalist and mm-hmm. so i like you know oprah's speech at the golden globes was like mm-hmm. the best that thing was ever. Great. so her, i just always like i'm like waiting for you know someone to inspire me her response she was in an uh, interview for uh, wrinkle in time did you guys see this and the interviewer asked oprah how she's responding to 45's comments and how she deals with all this negativity and she goes um, I don't really, I don't remember it, but something along the lines of you just have to be the light and negativity breeds more negativity and it only takes a little bit of light to light up the dark, but Aww. it takes a lot of dark to like smother the light. It was just so beautiful. Oh, fuck. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Oh, well, we can't Oprah. all be Oprah. No, we really can't. <laughs> really is only one. There um, can only be one. <laughs> I saw a really funny interview with Oprah about something that happened after her Golden Globe speech, like backstage, people were asking, well, are you going to run? Sounds like you're going to run for president. Are you going to run? And apparently Stedman was telling people that Oprah will do what the people wants. Oh. And then Oprah was like, why are you even talking, Stedman? <laughs> Stedman, shut up. <laughs> Stedman is the Jesse of Oprah. <laughs> Stedman. <laughs> it's yeah. true, though. Like, it was fucking, it was... Oprah doesn't want to run for president. No. Like, She's out there living her life. Like, you saw what the Obamas went through? Come on, <laughs> no! 15 years and yeah. one month. Seriously. Like. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> so we've fallen off track here. Yeah, we really have. I, it's fun. I like it. But I do want I want our listeners to get to know you. Let's today, circle back. Wanna... Okay, hi. Yeah. Hi. 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 Where shall we start? Let's start how we always start. How do you, Lene, what do you think about the word queer? What does it mean to you? The word queer, 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 um, queer. Well, I used to, when I was growing up, I used to thought, I think that queer just was another word for weird. And I was kind of a weird kid, so it just kind of made sense. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm the kid in my family who was into sci-fi, and I, I don't know, I, I'm really into Star Trek. And, Do like, you like still, the new one? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. I've only seen the first few episodes, but I'm into it. You have it. to watch the rest yeah, of it. It's yeah, I will. I so promise. good. I promise. It's so good. Um, yeah, I'm really here for new new Star Trek, new inclusive Star Trek with yeah. better writing and more of a budget. Totally. Um, but queerness. Um, I don't know. I always thought it was like going against social norms and that kind of thing. I never as a pejorative for like, mm-hmm. uh, although people use it that way, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone's different. And when you grow up just automatically being different, you kind of have to learn how to deal with that, I guess. Right. In a sense. So, yeah. um, My queerness now is, I guess, trying to be the best soft butch that I can. Please elaborate. (laughs) I am loving that. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I was always a tomboy. And I don't know. I'm not... I'm not a kid anymore, so I guess I can't call myself a tomboy. I guess I, I think you can if you want. To. Yeah, I, 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 I assume that if I was to be classified as something, it would be a butch lesbian, 
but I don't know. I'm not that. I don't feel like I'm that hardcore. I'm not like super buff. I don't have any tattoos. I just dress like a quote unquote dude most of the time and wear what's comfortable. I wear suits. So I, right. I don't wear makeup, I guess. I don't know. Labeling gets so difficult after a certain point because I don't know. I also don't really think of that first and foremost in every part of my life and every part of the, my day mm-hmm. that um but i don't know i'm a person <laughs> yeah. yes Fair yeah yeah i'm a person who happens to be attracted to people who share the same parts as i do and i don't dress like a stereotypical woman which sometimes is problematic i guess I don't know. I get, I, it, it depends on what I'm wearing, but sometimes when I'm in public spaces and using the ladies room, I get mistaken for a man in the ladies room because I have short hair and I, I don't know, I wear baggy clothes and it's always really awkward to have to, to explain to someone like, no, I sit when I pee, I'm supposed to be here. Do people um, approach you? Yeah. Sometimes. Huh. Not often anymore because I think we're getting into an age where people are learning that it's better to just mind their own damn business. <laughs> <laughs> Took everyone about fucking long. Yeah, I mean, right? And fair, yeah. yeah, some people still don't get it. But I don't know. It it was always, it's always weird to me. And my, my wife uh, has this thing in reverse where people just assume that she's straight because she presents a certain way. And are always shocked when she's like, no, I'm a big old lesbian. I'm <laughs> married to a woman. Huh? So, I don't know. I guess the moral of the story is mind your own business. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Being queer means stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. Well, not, no, no, no not I necessarily. Just but, like, it's, I don't know. Being queer means a lot of things to a lot of people. I guess there's no one definition and I feel like mine's probably going to change tomorrow. So that's the essence of it, right? Totally. It's so yeah. interesting. How long have you and your wife been married? We've been married for four years and we've been together for eight, eight years. Wow. Yeah. It's been a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Congrats. How did you guys meet? We were roommates. <gasps> yeah. I was sharing an apartment with, two friends from college and then one had to move out so the two of us that were left looked for a roommate on the internet for a long time we were about to give up and give up our sweet apartment Sorry, was of, this in toronto or? yeah it was in okay. toronto um we lived in the sweet place uh off of roncesvalles and didn't want to give it up so one day <laughs> i just put i put like a I put an ad on Craigslist and it was like, no pressure. There's a room available in our place. It's small, but whatever. It's it's got enough room for a bed and a desk. Um, It's this much money. Like we're not desperate, but like, please rent this room. (laughs) Something to that effect. And uh, I got a reply from a woman named Penny who was like, I need a place to live. I'm going to come check this out. And then she came and checked out the apartment (laughs) and like yeah I don't even think I asked her if she had a job (laughs) I was just like like, yeah yeah totally you can move in here that's great when you want to move in it's great yeah sure move in and you know three weeks of having a crush on my roommate and thinking nah she's not into me this is crazy and then she turned out to be into me, which is great. Oh, my God. That is so cute. My big gay heart is, like, fluttering. That's the sweetest <laughs> and thing I've Three ever. weeks, though. Three you weeks really before we were dating. To town. Yeah, right? And that could have easily gone so terribly. So, yay. I love you, Penny. <laughs> so, you guys got married. What was your wedding like? Um, our wedding <laughs> was... I'm really proud of our wedding, actually. So, uh we hadn't i had i had been proposing to penny for a long time and be like i'm gonna marry you you just don't know yet um and then you know it was it was 2014 penny was finished school um she'd been looking for work and hadn't really found anything and um she like applied just because it was offered to her applied to a job at uh 
environmental consulting company in Vietnam. Wasn't sure she was going to get it. Hadn't heard anything for a while. And then one day she came into the bedroom. She had gotten up early and I was still in bed because that's how it works in our house. <laughs> and she came in one morning and said, I got the job. Uh, I got the job in Hanoi. And I was like, well, looks like we're moving and we're getting married. And she was like, okay, great. So what was it? Six weeks later, we got married. Oh my god! Yeah, we planned a mar- We planned a wedding. Um, we got married outside by the lake. Like, bought a permit to have people outside. Um, had the reception in the condo room of um, our friend Deanna's condo, which was like a five-minute walk away from where we were getting married, and it was a potluck because lesbians <laughs> which is great though because we made some food and other people brought food and booze and we had a really low-key time my mom gave a really hilarious speech that i wish i had on video because it was really funny and really heartwarming and it was done by 11 <laughs> sign me up like, yeah amazing yeah people had a great time we got people really drunk and you know it was great. You perfected the wedding. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, well, yeah, works. and after being at so many of them just for work and playing people's receptions and ceremonies and having seen, like, once you've seen one wedding, you've kind of seen them all. It was kind of great to not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you moved to Vietnam. And then we moved to Vietnam. And what was that like? Uh, you know what? I wouldn't trade the experience. It was my first time living outside of Canada ever and like living outside of the GTA. (laughs) So there was a bit of culture shock and like um, I didn't really prepare myself a lot before I moved. Like I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't have a job lined up. So that was interesting. Um, But we we made it work. Uh, I didn't like living in Hanoi because there wasn't a lot for me to do so fucking loud in that city and it's well it's loud everywhere in vietnam right but hanoi in particular especially there was a there was a time after lunar new year where the people who lived behind us got a rooster (laughs) and the rooster lived in a cage underneath our bedroom balcony and i don't know who perpetuated the myth that roosters only crow in the morning that is a fucking lie (laughs) they grow all the time what yeah day night like two in the morning rooster crowing it's and they call their buddies and like people just own roosters there because it's what you do Uh. you know that's fine that's it's part of the culture but like fucking roosters really yeah yeah so sleep is also nice yeah yeah sleep is also great um hanoi was hard harder to live in than ho chi minh city um, there was more work for me to do just as a piano player. There were more places for me to go out and get gigs and places didn't really close at 11 like they tend to in Hanoi. Like you were up there. There's like an unofficial curfew after a certain time and they turn off all the street lights. Yes, unofficial curfew. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, I went to Hanoi a few times and it was like you'd always have to find the underground bar to go to. Yeah, there were places that had paid off the right cops. Yeah. To what end for the curfew? Is it a danger thing or mm, a communist thing? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. good socialists go to bed early yeah. and right. get up early, right? You're not on the streets after dark. Mm-hmm. Right. I found my way around. Clearly, you're not a good socialist. No. <laughs> Neither was I. But yeah, Vietnam. Um, I There are parts of it that I really miss. Uh, I got really good at trip planning while I was there because I didn't really have a day job. So I would plan our ex- excursions and I I became what I like to call the family fixer because I had daytimes free to go figure out like where you buy ant traps in Ho Chi Minh City because your apartment is overrun with ants. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like... In Better your... ants than roosters. I Better mean. ants than roosters. But like you'd wake up with ants in your water glass. And... Oh no. Wow. Yeah. And like when, when we were living in Ho Chi Minh City, we lived on the sixth floor in an apartment building. So I'd be like, where the fuck are these ants coming from? Seriously, that's dedication from ants. Well, they yeah. really want to be in there. Ants are, you know, hard workers. They're hard workers, hard workers. especially Vietnamese ants. Right. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if there's data on that subject. Someone, corrections corner that. Which corrections corner. Someone, our Vietnamese ants, the hardest working ants. Some academic somewhere has taken samples of ants from many different countries to determine which ants are the hardest working. And Tom Someone just, has grant funding for this, I'm Tom sure. Tom just scooped their research and they're screaming right now. <laughs> How do you know? I have charts. So many angry emails. <laughs> I love it. That would be the thing that ruffled feathers for people. Like, none of the other shit that we've done. Like, yeah, the that. ant enthusiast just pissed. <laughs> the Vietnamese ant flan and Lindsay Lohan enthusiast is pissed at this episode. <laughs> the ant to rooster ratio of researchers right now, too. They're a little bit mad that you're not talking about the rooster. That's enough. Well. I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Oh, oh man. Oh. So Ho Chi Minh City. So you were in Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, we spent a year in each city. Um, what do you like better? Obviously Ho Chi Minh City. Ho Chi Minh City, yeah. And it, I found that Ho Chi Minh City was an easier place to travel from. Right. So like if you wanted to go to Bangkok, that was an hour flight away. Right. I went to Yangon, which was also an hour flight away, and Hong Kong, which was about two hours. And it's just, it's a lot sunnier because it's in the south. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, constant summer wasn't a bad thing. I had a really sick tan while I was there. I missed that. So nice. I miss vitamin D. Yeah, what is that again? I'm confused. I yeah, don't right? Remember. Sun? I've never what heard of that. that. I, um, I miss the street food. Oh, man, the food there is so good. I know, and so cheap. It's so cheap, and I gained a lot of weight while I was living there, but I don't care because it was <laughs> so good. Best life. <laughs> I was really living my best life when it came to street food. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We didn't have any, like, bad experiences per se like we never got robbed um people weren't conf- i don't think people found a problem with us being lesbians living together more than they found a problem with me being a black person not so much a problem but just like just i stuck out right, right. in a city like like ho chi minh city even though there were quite a few black people that i did meet there um, in my particular apartment building, there weren't a lot of us. Was it a lot of like staring down, or was there? That's like... interesting. So people had less an issue with you being a lesbian than they did with you being black. Yeah, like people would stare at me, but not in like a malicious way, right. but in a like a who, who are you, where are you from kind of way. Right. Um, there was only one instance where like <laughs> I was I was getting my passport photocopied for something. And the woman tried to tell me that like, she did a really bad job of it. And she tried to tell me that she couldn't get a good photocopy of my passport because I was too dark. <laughs> I was like, there is a lightness button on the photocopier. <laughs> you can fix this. And then she like pointed at my skin and pointed at the sun and frowned. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah, I don't know. But that was I. That was the worst thing that happened to me while I was there, and it was just kind of funny. Like, okay, lady, she's clearly covering up for the fact that she has no idea how to work a photocopier. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not because I'm too dark. It's just, <laughs> like you can change the settings on the copier. Doing this wrong. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. Overall, like I don't know. I had I had really good experiences and made some good friends and played in some really interesting places. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Talk about the so playing. Cool. Um, I had to become a soloist, which is not something I was doing in... Uh... Sorry, Jesse. Jesse's texting. That's so rude. Jesse. Jesse. Ugh. Ugh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Your only job is to not disrupt. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wasn't doing a lot of solo piano and voice work before I left Toronto because I played in a lot of bands. And then I moved to a place where I didn't have a band. So I kind of have to figure that out on my own. And um, I think I did a pretty good job of it. Um, I played a lot of bars. There were a couple of really great spots in Ho Chi Minh City that I miss playing at. Like uh, Broma was this really cool rooftop bar that I'd play at every week. And that was a sweet gig. I played, I played a gig for uh, for a Russian couple once. So they flew me to. I had to fly to Nichang, and then drive for an hour to this place called Amanoi, which is this ridiculous resort in the middle of a national park on the coast. Cool. 
And my job was to play piano by the infinity pool while this couple had a private dinner. What? Yeah. Was it a James Bond film? It felt like <laughs> it. Like, what? Yeah, and they put me up. I got put up in a villa for the what? night that I was there. The villa was basically the size of your apartment. <laughs> and had like a door that opened up towards the sea. And yeah, it was a ridiculous gig. So oh ridiculous. God, that's fucking amazing. Ugh, the yeah, they don't they don't have those gigs here. They just don't. But yeah, it was like they this Russian couple. Oh my god, there's me. Russians that listen to this. I'm sorry. Uh, good luck. Listen, they know it's okay. Fine. All right, it's all right. not surprising. It's fine. Um, yeah, I say that they were Russian because they were. They didn't speak any English. So like the most I got out of them was hi and thank you, and I sang a bunch of songs in English that I'm sure they recognized. <laughs> but yeah it was just this man and his wife and it was for her birthday and he had a lot of money because this place was not cheap <laughs> <laughs> the night before i got there they had like a private dinner on the beach with a private chef and a bonfire and yeah right like, so i i i thought that like either that guy really really loved his wife or he really fucked up and this right. was like the makeup birthday gift to end all birthday gifts I like that idea yeah alternatively mistress you never know no wife <laughs> you're like i do know in fact actually <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put it out there for like a random russian rich dude that i played for i'm pretty sure that was your wife and i'm gonna go with it for i love you. it i apologize i got you bro <laughs> besmirch is Good. that a word besmirch you're using the word besmirch is that a word I, it is listen it is now <laughs> Um, Look, I apologize yeah. to besmirch that relationship. Yeah. Do not besmirch Dmitry Stanislav's Oh, okay. That is a name. It is a name. That might not be his name. <laughs> it might not be anyone's name. <laughs> but Tom is really going for it. Uh, yeah. Are you trying to besmirch me right now? I am. I... Really I really like that word now. Yeah, I'm really proud of you guys for bringing back Besmirched. <laughs> Hashtag Besmirched. Hashtag Besmirched. The true agenda of this podcast is to bring back Besmirched. Bring ba- yeah, bring uh, back old-timey words. To bequeath no Besmirched. Hashtag Besmirched. Oh, my God. Unto you. <laughs> oh, my Lord. The delirium. Uh, the delirium of it all. Um, what uh, coming gigs do you have? Um, tomorrow night, I am playing at La Revolution in the Junction from 7 to 9, just solo piano and voice. That sucks because this airs on Tuesday. So right. Two days well, ago. Two days ago. To, <laughs> uh, you if you were in the Junction, you may have heard. You may have true. heard and seen me play piano. Um, other than that, right now, I don't have anything on the horizon which is okay. Yeah, that sounds very I'm nice. I'm okay with that. Fuck and relax. Yeah. Um, I'm doing some cool projects, though. Um, I'm, I was just added to a team. Uh, a good friend of mine, Scott Christian, is developing a new musical. Scott! Scott! From UHS. Yes, from UHS. Yeah. He's developing a new musical. I don't know if you know this, but Scott's known me since I was six and he was four. No. Yeah. Like I was hoping up... we'd all go back to age 14 together, but apparently not. No. Well, we, we lived on the same street when we were growing up, and we would ride bikes together, and we're still friends. And we were in That's a band adorable. together in high school. It is adorable. We were in a band together in high school, but we haven't really had many chances to collaborate on a project since then. But now, um, Scott just added me to the team with himself and his partner, Rob Kempson and they are... Oh, Rob are... Kempson. I saw him today, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be working with both of them on their upcoming show called Burden of Proof, which is about the struggles that um, people who come to Canada as refugees and claiming that they're refugees because of their, um, because of their sexual orientation the the things that they have to go to go through to even prove that that's a thing um which i didn't realize mm-hmm. like crazy if you come here claiming yeah. asylum that you have to prove that you're gay enough to get asylum Holy shit. which in some cases it's just like not everyone was able not everyone's able to live out wherever they're from or have had the opportunity to even 
have conversations with themselves and develop their own sense of their own sexuality and then to have to prove it to some faceless bureaucracy after all of that trauma and to just get to the safe country as it is it's just it's it's a lot so they've taken on that subject and they're writing a show and i'm going to help scott write the music for it and i'm really excited because it's a story that needs to be told like this is amazing we're going well of course i want to do more than go i like i'm gonna force myself in and help some way (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it's still in the development phase but um i'm sure once things are able to be seen we will let you know. That's so exciting. That's amazing. Is it is it okay that we were talking about it though? And um, I hope so. Okay, we'll check with them. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. cut it. Yeah, we have a couple today. Let's hope that we won't cut this. So. Listen, I'd rather just beep Look. the whole segment if we have to. Yeah. Can we just say names that we're not allowed to say? Because I fucking love beeping things. I love beep. So like we beep things if people don't want us to say their names. Okay. So like someone like <laughs> we need to beep. Yeah, of course. Um, somebody That's my like. <laughs> yeah, somebody like um. <laughs> Yeah, we have to, to beep that. We have to beep anyone that. that you want to beep. Um, I'm not sure if Penny wants me to beep her name, like first name. Um, we usually let first names go. But... Yeah, I haven't said her last name, so no. it's fine. Okay, yeah, but her name is Penny Lane. Yes, I'm gonna beep that. Beep that. Of course I will. But <laughs> is that like were her parents really into the Beatles? Yes, that's her government name. Should yeah. we beep the Beatles just in case? Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't get sued. But I really <laughs> no one's gonna know. know what this segment's about. <laughs> All beeping. <laughs> I really did want to know. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. She is amazing. She, I've only met her that one night, but like, what a fucking dear. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's the best. Where is she That's, right now? She's okay. in Montreal. Nice. Right now, hanging out with her cat. What's your cat's name? Teddy. Oh, I'm not beeping that. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. I yeah. want a cat, but everyone in my life is allergic to cats. You know what? I'm allergic to cats. Oh. And I live with one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not so much allergic to my own cat now. But, like, every now and then, if he, like, rubs against my face, I'll get a little bit itchy. Totally. I get that, too, yeah. It's, like, especially when they, like, get really excited and kind of nibble. And as soon as they nibble, it, like, starts to Yeah, it's the saliva. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Just live with it. That's what cat lovers do. Yep. And get a really good vacuum. Right. (laughs) There's pet hair designed ones now, too. It's great. Yeah. This has been Cat Allergy Corner. (laughs) Listen, you guys are bumming me out, but we have to do silver lining. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that really time like went by so fast. No, too fast. I mean, uh, I can always come back for another episode. I was gonna yes. say, like, next time you're here. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, you won't have had Megabus syndrome next time. Yeah, maybe come next back. time I'll take the train. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we can like fly you out. Just kidding. We're never gonna launch off the ground that way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, don't sell <laughs> yourself short. Listen, we're gonna Damn fly man. you out next time. Look, we're gonna rent an sure. infinity pool. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. install <laughs> it. We'll have a villa that opens up onto the sea. Unto the sea. <laughs> Under the sea. And we will bequeath sea. you a piano into which you should des- besmirch us through song. Oh my god, that sentence makes no sense. <laughs> like at all. I, I sure it. fucking try. Silver lining that is Tom clearly bought a thesaurus this week. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know how to use it quite quite yet, but... That's enough. You have to open it. <laughs> open it? I thought I just had to throw it at the wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Certainly not. Oh, speaking of mean, people were coming for me for being too mean to Tom last episode. No, not in a, Like, they were, like, happy about it. Though, okay, still, that everyone was pretty loves mean when you. you're mean to me. Listen, so go on. I love you. I just. Look. That's how I express myself, okay? All right, whatever. This is abuse. <laughs> abusive relationship. I thought we were doing silver linings. Yeah, we are. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Lene keeping us and on track. And you master. come every week to make sure <laughs> this that is, we do. This is why people hire me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time management, hashtag. Who wants to go first? Um, Not it. Okay, I'll go first. So <laughs> as you know, I was I just came back from Texas. And um, I really went in on Texas. Like, everyone I met, I was like, so what's going on? Like, what's going on with your president? What's going on with your gun laws? What's going on? What's going on? Are you okay? They're okay. Mm. They're okay. They are, you know... Like, we're not, like, as Canadians, you know, we're not above them. I mean, we are geographically. But, like, everything we're feeling, they're feeling too. Right. They're okay. They're fighting. They're going to get there. Austin, in particular, obviously, is, like, a a liberal oasis. Mm -hmm. But 
um, everyone was like, what are you going to say when you go back to Canada? What are you going to tell the other Canadians? Because I was like a little bit like prodding. And I was like, oh, I'm going to tell them that, that you're okay because you are. Like, they're all fighting. They're all, you know, the movement is happening. It's real. I really, I, I'm positive. Like, I do think that the pendulum is, is going to swing back the other way in, in all of our favor. So that that's my silver lining. Absolutely glorious. I don't know. We'll I love see. that. Okay, so my silver lining is, listen, I, I need to tack something onto it. I apologize. I'm steamrolled through this. Um, we had a listener, also a friend of ours, send us a brand of dildo that is the crucifix. Oh, my God. It's called Jackhammer Jesus. You can find it online. Oh, dear God. It's one of them. Other silver lining is, um, <laughs> I really, yes, I'm very excited about it's that. It's a good tack. But, uh, so I don't know if you guys are, um, if you guys know Michelle McNamara, she was a, a journalist and a true crime novelist, and she also happened to be married to Patton Oswalt. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. her book came out on February 27th, and it's called All Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsession, uh, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. And she actually died while writing this? Yeah, and he helped to complete it after she died, which is intense so undertaking. Intense. Yeah. Um, and I ordered it, and it's coming tomorrow. And, like, I just really want to support that, and I just can't wait to read it. And it's, like, I already have, I'm so emotional about it before even opening it. But, yeah, that's my silver lining. Cool. Like, that's not a silver. That's so dark. All that right. was, like, I went dark um, with that. You you can do whatever you want with it. Well, sure. it could be. It, I can see the silver lining in that, in that... Um, Patton Oswalt was able to bring his late wife's work into fruition and mm -hmm. it otherwise would have been lost so her story is still able to be told thank and you. you will partake in it thank you for saving what are you doing next Friday? week and every other week after that <laughs> that's the joke I always make <laughs> joke thief <laughs> Amy Schumer do you? yeah I don't get that um, silver lining Oh, this is interesting because it can I, be literally as mundane as you want or as. Um, I passed my French course. I missed, and I missed two weeks of it and wasn't really great at attending it when I was there. J'aime le français. J'aime le français. Je um, suis français. So. Yeah, I got ninety out of a hundred uh, on the course, Dang which is God. awesome. Congratulations! So, yay! I can speak very basic French. Do you want to try having a conversation right now? No. Yes. <laughs> Let, let's try. <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle Tom. Bonjour Tom, ça va? Uh, ça va bien, merci. Et, et vous? Ah, oh, ça va. Ooh, you went um, vous. You went very. Comme ci, comme ça. Um, uh, il, il neige un petit peu aujourd'hui? Non, il ne neige pas. <laughs> il ne neige pas, absolument. <laughs> no. um, je mange le biscuit et le chocolat et le cochon et la vache. Oh. <laughs> tu manges, tu manges un cochon? Where tu did man you eat? Tu manges du porc ou du cochon? <laughs> you Fini. can't even keep Jay this up. Fini. <laughs> <laughs> you did okay. <laughs> this is my UHS French. Thank you very much, madame. Beep that. <laughs> Give me that gold that I want, baby. Hey, man, you'd be surprised how far I got on on high school French and Duolingo when mm. I first started. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm rolling on right now. I'll have to learn French eventually, and I will come to you. Oh. I now know where to go. Not to Tom. How dare you? You ate a desk, okay? You ate a fucking desk. And just... a pig. We. Yeah. <laughs> oui. Je mange thing. beaucoup les. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Our listeners are losing brain cells. <laughs> Anyone I love who this was podcast. I love this podcast so much, you guys. Thanks Thank you for so having me. me. Thank you for, for coming. coming. <laughs> I can't wait to have you back. Yeah. I can't wait to I come know. back. Move back to Toronto. I'm not moving back here. All do right, you have fine. Toronto money? I don't have Toronto <laughs> money. <laughs> and on that note, follow us on Patreon. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Just please help us fly Lene out to an infinity pool. Like, <laughs> that's like, all we just, really that's want. That's really all I want. That's all I want. Yeah, that's all we collectively want. So <laughs> help us rise up. Dig out the ground in Toronto and make um, some sort of 
waterscape. That's all I ask for, at the very least. There is a lake, like, right <laughs> yeah, there. Listen, there's literally a lake. <laughs> Four marks. No. It has to be it has you to be want a, like a human-made human waterscape. Yes, that's how you know you okay, made Okay, Kevin Costner. Okay. Nope, that doesn't make I also sense. don't get yeah, that. It kind of does, Waterworld, kind of. <laughs> I got I tried you to go there. dating myself. It's fine. <laughs> I was alive in the 90s. <laughs> okay, this is it. We're done. That was glorious. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. Thanks for coming, Nate. No problem. Oh. Um, <laughs> until further notice, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.